day 18, as the snow falls, I'm alone in the bunker. I hear the voices again, but I know, I know, Simi's gone. Hey, let me in! I imagine that I can hear his voice. Stop! Why, why didn't you lock this door? It's chirping, cold out here, man! Chirping like a mad penguin. I'm not going away! I will kick this door down! All right. All right. I'll let you in. Ah, dang, man. Were you were you doing the monologue thing again? I told you to stop. All right, did I you know, take your I just, meds? I took meds. Did you take your meds? You <clears> took <throat> my meds? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go see the moose doctor tomorrow again, okay? Because this is out of control. Out of control. I don't know. I just figure as we record things, Everything's a little bit crazy, so I'm just trying to, I don't know, um, just go with the crazy. Just surf the wave, you know? I, I, uh, but luckily, make it. luckily, that's all at the time that we're recording this, and naturally, when this episode comes out, that will have been in the distant past, and right now, dear listener, of course, everything has been resolved. Uh, As every time. Yeah. We've got a pretty solid track record there so far. I think we're one hundred percent for our predictions. Pretty much, yeah. That's that's why we're locked in this cabin by ourselves now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I was commenting earlier, the smell of nail polish remover in the bunker is kind of mysterious because <laughs> neither of us wear nail polish. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't. Yeah, I do. Oh, you know what? I actually do have nail polish. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes spilling out just, like sinful beans. I just realized that I still have the leftover nail polish from last year when I tried to do one of those five-minute crafts where right. the whole thing was you're supposed to put nail polish on a mug, or you put it in water, and then you roll a mug through it to get unique designs. Oh, and then I sprayed it with right. sealant, yeah. and I'm like, and after I finished, I was like, Can't drink nobody can drink out of these. No. <laughs> This is horrible. Why did I do this? Do you like poison in your coffee? I hope you like poison. <laughs> it, I mean, it was a gift from my mother, so. <laughs> <laughs> Legally, this was a joke. <laughs> I mean, at the time, things were fine. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> this was all for, part of a contingency plan, you see. For, for legal reasons, everything I'm saying mm-hmm. is a joke, is never to be taken seriously. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, you know, actually, when I saw that on Facebook, um, th- th- that on Facebook people are posting for legal reasons, me making fun of my boss as a joke. Do you think that defense is going to hold up very well? Mm. I mean, they'll just tell you it's unprofessional behavior and fire you anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's just kind of dumb from start to finish there, I think. Speaking of dumb start to finish, hey, look at us doing a podcast. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. My name is Simi. With me, as always, is King Monkey. Diaquilina. Diaquilina. King Monkey Diaquilina. Wait, I thought you said you were Simi. Simi, King Monkey, yeah. Diaquilina. Well, Simi Diaquilina, my nickname's King Monkey. It's all the same person. It doesn't really matter. There's, you got a lot going on over there, okay? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to take a couple no. steps back. <laughs> it's 2020. What can I say? You know what would liven this up a little bit, though? We need to bring another person into this. So let's bring It's a Verb's random verb of the week into this, since, you know, he can't be here in person. He's going to be here by proxy. That's right. He's not allowed to be here in person. 
He knows why. Well, yeah. He knows I was, why. I was being diplomatic about it, but mm-hmm. yes. Stay away. You know what you did. You know what you Let did. Let me hit the random... Oh, hey, look. Before I even hit random, yeah. I've, got a, I've got a word. I'm not going to use it, because it's crotchet. <laughs> crochet? Do you mean crochet? No, I mean crotchet. <laughs> oh, I, I know okay. what I said. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh, the man. Verb to crotchet. I, f- I feel like the verb generator is... It's working against you, is it? Being real creepy now, because... <laughs> This is like the third week in a row that we've gotten one that's very close to stuff we've been talking about or doing. Because our verb of the week is escape. Escape? <laughs> escape. That's like the landscape to the Matrix and Shadowrun, right? The escape? Escaping? Exactly. Yeah. The verb version of that. Escaping. Okay. Uh, Edric the Street Samurai slash Decker knew that he needed to get some escaping done on his Matrix real estate. Yeah, no, my my internet's being funky right now. I don't know. <laughs> Were you talking during that time? Yeah, I talked. Okay. I'm going to assume it was good, because I definitely couldn't hear you during any of it. <laughs> I am curious, though, if my recording was actually going during that, but it's hard to check while you're actually in the middle of recording. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you know what I forgot to do, too? <laughs> Craig. God dang it, Craig. Why weren't you here already? Craig! Craig! Let me scroll past all my t-shirt designs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now what he's recording. time you got here, Craig? God, Craig. What are we even paying you for, Craig? <sighs> Ruins everything. Man, oh man. I like to blame our lack of professionalism on Craig. It is Craig's fault. Definitely. Have you ever seen someone to a just absolutely unprofessional like Craig? <clears throat> so now that we definitively have... A sentence for the random verb of the week. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Certainly no need to go back and verify that. No. We will move on to continuing our discussion of writer's block. Last time we did writer's block from a potential PC perspective, making a... What's the word I'm looking for? Application. Application. That's the word. I kept seeing the word game ad here, and I'm like, it's not that word. No, it's the other thing. (laughs) It's the application. So if you want to make something to fit into someone else's game. Now we're going to go from the other side. If you are a potential GM mm-hmm. wanting to make a G- make a game ad or provide the world building to go with that game ad, but you're hitting against that writer's block. Some of this we may have yeah. covered in our world building bit, sure. but it, we're nothing if not stealing from mm-hmm. ourselves even. Yeah. So just buckle in because you're going to hear it again. So take it away. What do you do? I can tell you what I did today uh, in my session, because uh, I was playing uh, a game that I'm running for the kids, and I did not have a lot of chance to do any planning, so I knew the, some of the core elements of the world that we needed to deal with, and then I turned to our good old friend Random Encounter Tables, and then ch- just ch- took each one as an opportunity to figure out how it fit into the greater architecture of the world that I got going on. So I didn't have any particular motivation. I wasn't sure what to do. I hit random encounter tables and it turned out that I got stuff that I could absolutely use that tied in not only to the world that I'd created, but to one particular faction that the uh, PCs have been going up against without fully understanding what it is they're dealing with. Random encounter tables are a good way to get something that you just never thought of just because by their nature they tend to be random, and there are roughly one billion of them on the internet, so you can always just find some aspect of the world-building stage that you're at, that you're having trouble with, 
look online, see if there's a random encounter table for it. That's not a bad place to start. Definitely. I I highly agree, especially because it falls into the same stuff that we've been talking about in our world building podcast and in last week's episode, where the more restrictions you can put on yourself, sometimes the better that can help channel your creativity. Yeah. yeah. So a random encounter table suddenly forces you to look at that and say, how does this work? Rather than what will work. Mm-hmm. You're you're minimizing the number of variables and making it work. So even if you don't use exactly what's there, you find a way to reskin it or rework it or use it. And why would this happen at this point rather than in a place where I thought it made more sense? Yeah. And sometimes even it'll be an answer that you cannot use. But sometimes by ruling out a possibility, that helps you narrow in on what possibilities you can explore with your world building. Definitely. Sometimes finding a useless answer is just as helpful as finding a useful one. Definitely. So when you're building a world for a game ad, if you're not sure why things are happening in your area or how to get them from the starting place to the adventure hook, try a random encounter table. It's definitely a place to start. Uh, One thing that I like to do is I like to sketch out the generalities of what I'm looking for. So I, I did a game very loosely back in the day it didn't last too long we had people drop out and then by the time i got things together again interest had waned on all sides which was unfortunate but i started with the idea of the world had ended i apparently love that <laughs> <laughs> we begin and, at the ending as we always do and and the 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 only way the gods could protect anything was to send this entire land off into another plane that no one could access. And they put a keeper in charge and then cut him off from everything but themselves. Okay. But I hadn't built, like, the world. So I threw this idea out, and I threw the idea that you're part of a group who are recruited from everybody in the land that are set to protect sacred objects. Right. And that was all I gave, essentially. And in the game ad... People were coming up, okay, well, what about this race? So when they asked about a race, suddenly I had, okay, why would this race be there? What do they like? Or this person wants to do this. Does that work with what I'm seeing? But yeah, so one thing I like to do is for a game ad is paint in broad strokes and then let the people who are applying prod with questions that engage me. Now, that's a tricky thing to do because your hook has to be interesting enough that people want to try it. Yeah. Because if you don't have enough information, some people will stay away. And if you're going to have, if you're going to do it this way, highly encourage you to have an active place on your game ad where you are either constantly updating world information, an FAQ section, something Mm -hmm. where it's easily accessible to new people finding it. Right. So they don't have to go through the whole chain to to see those details. Yeah. And when I say highly encourage, I mean, it's borderline required. Do it. Just do it. Because if you don't, people are going to stay away. Yeah. They'll stay away in droves. But let's go back even further. You know you want to run a game, and you're not sure how to get the information into a form that is interested, like interesting. What what things will help you think of what to put in a game ad? All right. Um, you know what? I will say that the, the key thing, if you want to pr- uh, promote player enthusiasm, is to be enthusiastic about about the concept yourself. So f- I would honestly suggest do not proceed with a game ad unless you are 
enthusiastic about running the game. Are you confident with your world building so far that you are sure that you're willing to go ahead, always with the caveat that you are willing and able to make alterations as need be? Um, but are you confident with what you've got so far, or are you going to sort of proceed with the most tentative of ads? Because that's not going to build any kind of confidence, and that's also going to dampen your players' enthusiasm, which in turn lightens their feedback, which reduces your, the you know, the input you get from them that helps you to flesh out the world. So, you know, if we're going back to just before the mo just before the moment you hit submit on that game application or that game ad thread, um, I would just make sure that you are fully ready to go with this. Um, Part of that, of course, is knowing enough of the world that any further information that you hash out with players is um, constructive and useful, but if you don't have it, it's not critical. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. However, we are talking about writer's block in putting stuff together. So you're saying confidence will help with writer's block? Actually, I you know what? I do believe that's true. Uh, confidence <laughs> does help with writer's block because one of the cures for writer's block is just write. And I know that's the most trite and overgiven advice for writer's block, but it is genuinely just be confident that writing in and of itself will yield some kind of inspiration if you just do it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Oh, definitely. Because uh, part of it, part, it's the confidence in the sense of just turning off that channel of doubt that you've got going in the back of your mind that says, well, maybe it's not very good, or, oh, I could do better. Well, well it's obviously going to be, shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> Just write the thing. Just in the act of writing, you will stimulate the process. It may take time. Just do it. And it's not as easy as, as it is said. I've, of course, run into the same problem, and I've had to have people tell me, just shut up. Just write it. In addition to the other times that people tell me, just shut up. So I have to keep the two channels separate as well. But that's a whole different story. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, you're going to be you're going to be creating a world for people to play in. And you may not have all the ideas. Just start writing ideas that you have. Then you can find ways that those ideas work together or find ones that don't and what needs to be discarded or what needs to be reevaluated. Just start writing the ideas that you have, even if they are ideas that don't work in your in the game thread that you're thinking of. There's some, you know, it's something that you can use in another game down the line or a player application down the line. You know, definitely. write down all of the ideas that you have. And I would definitely encourage if you get stuck in putting an ad together, because there's a lot of pressure there to not only get all the information people need to be hooked right away. But also, to put it in a way that makes sense, doesn't confuse people, and doesn't mislead people into what you're hoping for the game. Yeah, I'm thinking, I guess I was sort of referring to the uh, the pre-application or the pre-ad stage, but yeah, yeah, right, no, you're right. definitely. We're, you gotta we're, write we're, down we're the hitting all that, of it. Yeah, you gotta write the parts that are the most, I mean, ultimately you can only write the parts that are most appealing to you about the game that you're proposing. What is the big hook or the big theme or the big push to get into the thing into the game whether it be sci-fi or fantasy or superhero or action adventure or uh, romance drama it doesn't matter just if you 
if you focus on the things that you are excited about in your game or the things that most fascinate you about the concept that you're that you're uh, proposing those are likely the things that are going to catch other people's attention as well i mean i mean how many times have you seen decent concepts but someone has posted it in sort of the most lackluster terms and you're like i can see the idea but you you don't have the enthusiasm to sell it you know like dc movies yeah great <laughs> ideas great ideas great heroes i i like the concept behind what they're doing but then they do it and it's like you did it wrong i know that art is subjective and we all have our own different opinions but you did it wrong yeah <laughs> another place you can go for inspiration is other game ads find ones that are active yeah. that are successful that draw you in figure out what about them either look at their format so like maybe one that drew, drew you in was it opened with an in-world perspective someone in the world talking and then it went to the setting and then it introduced the dm and you like i loved everything about that well try and mirror that try and put what your idea is in that format does it work eh, maybe try another one go you can always steal other people's ideas Pass them off and your plug own. your stuff yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, things that interest you are likely to interest other people, or more, or at least the people, people that you want to play with. Sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're an awful person, but maybe there are awful people just like you who want to play the same awful games. Yeah, you like Shadowrun. I'm just. I wasn't going to point a specific <laughs> name uh, or system out there, but we all know. We all know. We all know. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even talking about <laughs> Shadowrun. I'm talking about people who play games like Fatal. And it's like, mm, ah. <laughs> you're an awful. Oh. You're all awful people, and you deserve one another. I hope that you're happy with what you've. I hope you and you your book about. burn for all eternity. <laughs> and I say that, and I'm not going to retract it. Come for me, Burst. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that's a game that can be played on the site, if I'm not mistaken. Like Even the core rules themselves uh, violate site terms in some instances. So Yeah, their yeah, existence yeah. is a violation yeah. of the Geneva <laughs> Convention. Yeah, so I think we're probably safe ragging on that one. But what I mean is, uh, the things that you like about a game, and the things that excite you about the game you're running, are likely to excite like-minded people. Uh, the people you are most appropriate to game with. These are generalities, but they tend to be true on the whole, you know? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And then once you get everything packaged in a nice thing that you can present to other people, you're always going to have players who have questions that are outside of what you've thought of already. Which is great. That's great. Definitely great. It means people are excited and thinking deeper about things. And it gives you a chance to think of things that you hadn't thought of about your own creation. Which, you know, that's... Again, as good to rule stuff out as to add things in. Yeah, definitely. Like like when I was doing my Silence Divine campaign, you know, I, I said metal isn't super accessible in most cities. And the first question that came up was, well, what do they use for money? And I'm like, crap. Let me think about crap? that. <laughs> yes, they that? press crap mm. into coins. James Stokoe did that one comic book about orcs. Oh, what was it? They... What they did was uh, animals or beasts that they'd slain. They would um, they would cut and then dry out bits uh, bits of the animals' uh, meat, and then they would use that as chits. 
But now I've lost you twice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what we can do. So. Yep. Where well, were we? We talk, Yeah, I was talking about James Stokoe's comic book. Anyway, and you won't be able to include this in the podcast. But what it is is they would cut off the. Uh, they would cut off. They would ch- slice them up, and then they would dry that. God. And those chips were were the uh, currency that they would use. Oh my goodness! I just said meat. We'll leave it at that. It's actually a really good comic book. Hyper detailed art. So yeah, I mean, if you're wondering what kind of currency, that's a good question, though. Yeah, and it gives you a moment to stop and think. What? would they do uh debit cards magic debit cards my first thought had been well i'm using glass as a replacement for metal in this setting anyway why don't i do that and i'm like well that would be easily replicatable so how oh well that that then i from there i spun off into this idea that each city has its own unique resource because the city they start in uses glass for money but they have a way of creating it that is unique and it is hard to reproduce unless you have a very specific formula as you go through it. Okay. And so like they can sell that to other cities because they can't just make it. Other cities would then have to have something that they could sell or trade. So suddenly I went from, Oh, these are all wasteland cities that all have pretty similar resources to, Oh, this is your generic city that has figured out glass. This is your city that has, water-based and and has figured out how to turn water into yeah water and and pearl and all that stuff into their metal replacement because you know you got to have some sort of replacements for things it also means that you you create um sort of merchants who specialize in money exchange because you wouldn't just be able to go and take your glass chits to aqua city and then start buying stuff uh, willy-nilly many places would be like what's this i can't use this you kind of have to take it to a money exchanger or a merchant who specializes in buying stuff in different currencies actually i never thought of that and no one ever asked, asked about it <laughs> now that now it's your idea that you came up with so we're just gonna wait i'll delete that no one will ever know what happened <laughs> all that you have will be mine <laughs> yep pretty much <laughs> But you see, that's the thing. You'll come up with people who everyone has a different uh, approach that they take to the uh, to the game at hand. And each one of them will ask you a question, and you will get a unique sort of perspective on a facet that you may not have thought about, or something that may contradict or refine what you've uh, proposed yourself. So, I mean, even in the game ad stage, there's still an opportunity for collaborative world building. Which, I mean, be open to that. Don't be so hard, like everything so tightly nailed down in your in your game that there's no flexibility. Definitely. Even if you have it all figured out in your head, be open to the possibility that other people have good ideas too. I know it's I know it's hard to imagine. Yeah. If they're such a good idea maker, then why aren't they the ones running the game? You never have to admit that what they came up with was a good idea. You just have to be get good at pretending you already had that idea. Yeah, is that too? Naturally, I didn't want to give away all the details of my game ad thread, but that's clearly what I was already thinking. Get get used to the phrase was I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret because that makes you seem like you already had that figured out. Well, this is not a this is not a tough topic for for this one because we covered a lot of it in the other bits. So, thankfully, we're going to have other stuff to talk about in the last two. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> ha ha! 
So remember last month when we talked about our world building stuff? Yeah, we talked about a lot of tools for generating stuff and you can use those and things and stuff. Things and stuff. That's the title of my next game. Things and stuff. <laughs> Interesting. Well, any other thoughts on writer's block for game ads? I think for game ads, I think for game ads, I hear my kids thumping around upstairs. Yeah, I do thumping, too. Thumping as though the world somehow depended on their thumping to provide some kind of energy. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. It's like that scene from uh, Mad Max, the, the second movie, The Road Warrior, where he's talking about they keep attack, 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 and the oil wells still keep going. Good chunk, good chunk, good chunk. That's my kids. My kids yep. are the are the, the 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 feral marauders from Mad Max right now. They're just keeping everything Attacking powered. My up. refinery. <laughs> I had an idea about world building, but it got thump thump thumped away. Uh, so I guess I'm done. I'm done on the subject. All right. Well, that'll be a, a shorter than normal Yay. segment. Yay. But if you need more, <laughs> just go back and listen to last week's so week. We covered writer's block in yeah. making a PC game ad. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stop bothering us. Yeah. <laughs> Go away, kid. You bother me. Because it's time for Adventure Assemble! We assemble adventures with our friends. Oh, every one of us knows. So the GM must buy everyone ginger ale to make amends. We'll assemble the adventure with our Your mic picked up all that because you cut in and out for uh, me, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, find out. Yeah. Well, otherwise, it's going to be a really weird one to, to edit. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of. Did Zimmy really mess up the editing? Of the, like he just cut out half of the song. Yeah. It was well, I didn't. It didn't cut out majorly until you held that long note at the end. Oh no! I could. Otherwise, see it was just like a word or two here or there. One. That one. That one I can see was caught. But yes. That was that was that was interesting, and was I got something. a lot more than normal to work with. So it was something. It was something. It was a thing. So last time, last we... time, an adventure assemble. <laughs> we discovered a coastal town. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I know. <laughs> I was like, tunnel. Why is there a tunnel here? <laughs> Why is there a tunnel in this tunnel. coastal town? <laughs> the coastal town has been losing people. Because the tunnel where a uh, water water troll, aquatic yes. troll, was living nearby suddenly uh, was flushed out from the activities in the other section in the previous game. Yeah, the the aquatic the aquogers hole got flushed out. In fixing that, it had created a flushing that pushed water trolls into this per certain area. Yeah. To a coastal region suddenly infested with angry water trolls who just want to go back home. It's the incredible journey, but with trolls. 
basically. And I, I think we talked about there being there was like trade. There was like a good symbiosis here between the land people and the, and the water people. Yeah. And so this this water troll that got flushed out is creating issues. Yeah. And maybe they're not all like this, but this one definitely is eating people. Yeah. And making yeah. people disappear in ways that's making the two groups look weird at each other. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they the I figure the the uh merfolk or tritons it's a archipelago of of like small islands uh, all sort of together if I remember correctly there's sandbars and stuff like that. Just because they all work well together doesn't mean that there's zero strife, right? So Right. any latent issues of suspicion or what have you would certainly come to the fore if for you know any reason suddenly people start disappearing naturally you're going to look at the other right even oh, if course. the other happens to be uh the culture that you've been living side by side with and i realize it's right now as i say it it's a bit more political than we had initially rolled but <laughs> analogous to politics is I well i feel like you're more. you're definitely highlighting that part of it so we could just back away yeah. Everything's this is fantasy. Fine. This it's is fantasy. fantasy. Everything's fine. Everything's fine now. It's just them trolls They're coming over here, taking our our fishermen. No, get the fire extinguisher over there. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but we need to throw in a random quest. Right. So you got a D10 close by. Yes. I heard quite a bit of dice moving no, around. Was just, that was just one. <laughs> just All one. All right. Roll a d10 and give me a number. It's a white three on a blue sparkly d10. Nobody cares. You say that, but the, d- the, the, the Monkey Dice fan club is alive and well. Very strong in actual membership. What, what did you get? A what? three? A three. Okay. Okay. Well, this will be fun. Because this says an elven lady <laughs> named Brockna mm-hmm. seeks a company of adventurers blah, 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 to slay the worm of Guntiova mm-hmm. and retrieve its eyes. So did they think that disappearances are... Or, okay, the elf has come along and is telling them that the disappearances are actually completely unrelated to the trolls that they know have been flushed into the region. They don't suspect well, I, I, the elves. I don't think we the know. elves were no, no. no. If, hear me out for a second. The no. elves were responsible for the flushing out of the system, or at least they were aware of it. They were involved with, with it integrally. They may have been tracing where these, uh, where the water might have come out. They are looking for the after effects of the thing that they've done that they've set into motion. Because mm-hmm. we've got these this faction of elves that seems to know whenever there's any kind of strife or moment of opportunity for them to weigh in, right? Mm -hmm. So they know that this has happened in a nearby region. Then they know that these merchants are suddenly getting uh, stories about how their people are disappearing. So they send her to investigate. And instead of directing their attention towards the trolls, she brings them a story about sleeping worm. Possibly a dragon of the sea, some kind of aquatic dragon, because this dragon is an inconvenience to elven trade routes or something similar. Using the opportunity of the strife caused by the trolls to direct an angry population 
towards a threat to the elves. Okay, so she's not directing them toward the water troll. She's using this to wipe out another enemy of theirs. It's in keeping with what we've learned about our elves so far. Hmm, okay. Yeah, and that's that's interesting because it's a, it's a slight twist on what we did the last time something like this came up. Because they were supposed to get the teeth. <laughs> yeah. And they well, were going to wipe out the mimic people. And so now this time she's like, well, I don't care about the trolls. That doesn't hurt me at all. So, yeah. And they oh. also used the uh, the ongoing strife between the dwarves and the nymphs in order to obtain the slab of malediction. Yeah. So we've got yeah. we've got a history of these elves swooping in with, you know, whenever someone's vulnerable to exploit that vulnerability. What their overarching plot is, we have no conception yet. We don't even know what their specific intent is behind all this. Oh my goodness. I'm looking at some of these other ones and there's an elf that wants people to steal a powerful arcane device. Of course. <laughs> an elf wants people to discover a fate of a caravan of exotic goods. However, the quest is a trap. <laughs> See? <laughs> an elf wants people to investigate an evil curse that has befallen dwarves. That like, they probably what? put. Yeah, more uh, than likely. <laughs> Man. Like, half of these are elves being jerks. <laughs> they certainly, I mean, if we're going by our interpretation of elves, they are. I think we, did we have one elf who wasn't a we, problem We so did far? discover there is a, a, a separate opposing faction of elves. Yeah. But it's it's hard for them to work because They're the, the bad elf them. conspiracy has started to become more known. It's yeah. not widely known, but it's enough that people are starting to distrust elves in general. I wonder if we're going to end up randomly rolling uh, some kind of specific concrete plot for those guys anytime in the future. I'd be curious to know, you know, once we get our own wiki uh, or our world <laughs> anvil where we can put together the RPGX radio setting details, I'd be curious to know, what are they up to? Well, and now I really, I really want to find someone who is a decent artist and wants to tackle this because we know that the hole isn't too far away from the poison marsh that mm -hmm. we came up with. Yeah, and the marsh wasn't well, far away from the fractured land. Yeah, and now we have this coastal archipelago that's not super far away from the hole because they're connected. So we've got a good portion of geography here. I need someone to to tackle this for me. <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious to see how that all how it all fans out. And 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 is this like one continent and some of the other stuff is taking place on another continent? We know the nymph stuff happened on its own little island thing. Yeah. Or at least on the a far edge away from most of this cuz nothing is connected there. For some reason I got the impression it was an island. I don't know if yeah. I don't remember if we rolled island for a a setting or something. Possibly. I okay. think so elves up to no good, using this uh, opportunity to direct an angry population against a dragon. Did it say the dragon was sleeping, or did I just imagine that part? Uh, it's just called the the Worm of Guntiova. So the Worm of Guntiova. Yeah, and it, of course it's W-Y-R-M. Yeah, so the Wyrm, which I suspect is a water or coastal dwelling Now here's, here's a good question, though. Are its eyes actually valuable, or is it just a... Eh, I, I need a reason for them to do this kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's there's some kind of mythologies or fairy tales specific to dragon eyes in this world. Is mm -hmm. it a token that if you can claim the eyes of your enemies, something, something? Uh, 
is it meant to be a message to other dragons? Kind of like the mob uh, sending home your ear in a box, you know? It's like, we found our, our kin, uh, the Wyrm of Guntiova, and her eyes had been removed. You know what I mean? Trying to scare off their own enemies or send a message to leave us alone. Okay. I don't know. Do you, did you did you decide what kind of dragon it was already? Uh, no, I just assumed it was something to do living in the water or near the water. Do we have a random dragon generator? I, I just went to get one. Okay. <laughs> to see what we could do. This is so much easier than planning things, I think. <laughs> hey, and it goes right in with the stuff we've been talking about. Use random generators. It can be a great boon. Oh, okay. You got something? Sure. Uh, roll a d12. 12. Ooh, I got a 1. Okay. Roll it again because that's gilded. Also 1. Cup. <laughs> gilded cup. So, so that's apparently that's apparently like the thing, the special thing they're protecting. Oh, okay. So the dragon is protecting a gilded cup. Now roll two d20s. Alright. Blue one and the purple one. 17 and 4. That's... Seventeen and four. Mm-hmm. Guilt and saffron. What is guilt? Guilt, uh, like gold, like um, G I L T. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Color of gold. Weird. Top designers for men, women, kids, home and yeah, I saw that. The guilt group <laughs> <laughs> covered thinly with gold leaf or gold paint. Uh, it's a noun: yeah. gold leaf or gold paint applied to a thin layer or surface. Yeah. So so okay. Dragon of Guilt and Saffron. Uh, saffron, of course, when you put it in your rice, the rice turns yellow. So I think we're dealing with a yellow and golden dragon. Are we dealing with a gold dragon? And maybe this dragon's horde is centered around a nope, special... Nope, nope. Roll a d20, because there's a random generator for the horde. Oh, oh, I thought that was to do with the, uh, the what do you call it, the, um, the, the cup, the chalice, the gilded cup. Two. Jewelry. So... The, the the ultimate expression it, maybe it's a maybe it's a chalice that they wear on a chain on a necklace a gold dragon dwelling in the ocean with a golden chalice chained around its neck hmm. that sounds like a dragon who is charged with protecting that thing to me you know either as a punishment or a great honor this dragon is there to protect that cup you want to randomly determine what its breath weapon is sure all right roll another d20 one natural one. Oh my goodness no roll again i'm not doing fire two <laughs> what are you doing over there uh, it's because i'm using the uh, it's because i'm using the yellow one let me switch over to the black one because <laughs> that was burning sticky tar 12 okay okay yeah yeah that works i just didn't want to go with something that a gold dragon would already have sure. we're going to randomly randomize this let's randomize it yeah, yeah this is shards of glass or sharp crystals I like sharp crystal. I yeah. like a, a crystal, a sharp crystal breath. Although ultraviolet radiation would have been awesome. <laughs> I don't even know how you just everyone gets a suntan around it, possibly <laughs> melanoma. Oh look, um, we could have a we could have a we could have a cult for them. Did we? We could have an insanity. Or? We could have an insanity. We could have a we could have a curse on their treasure. This is fun. Well, yeah, let's what, keep going. You know what? Let's find out more about <laughs> Are that. Are you keeping chalice. track of this? I'm not. Let's track find out this. more about that chalice. I have not. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Uh, so far, we've got the dragon of guilt and saffron with the gilded cup, um, which and a treasure, uh, 
treasure, the hoard is centered around jewelry, so we kind of assume that that meant it wears this cup as a jewel. It's it's like, okay, so jewelry is something you're proud of. This cup, it's then showing off that it has this cup. I think I think what the, the reason it prizes this cup so much is because it is the ultimate combination of gold perfection and jewelry. Hmm. And of course, the the gold dragon. It creates it into a necklace so that it fits perfectly into its aesthetic. Right. The dragon of guilt and saffron. Maybe a very vain dragon. And this cup is the perfect addition to its vanity. Let's find right. out more about that cup, though. What's yeah, going yeah, on yeah. with the cup? This, this is fun. I like this. Yeah. Okay, so roll a d20. Got a blue d20. 18. All right. Okay. This is... It is cursed by anyone who's stealing this cup becomes immortal, but it's based on the death becomes her logic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're the, cursed, but You better anytime, maintain your body because otherwise yeah. it's not going to heal itself when it gets damaged. Which might be why it's hiding out. Like, it, it, it found this cup. It's, it's, it's greed and avarice caused it to imbue this cup with this curse. And so it became insanely afraid. It took maybe, maybe it's missing like a claw. Yeah. Part of its tail. And so it realized, wait, that doesn't hurt. But I'm it, completely okay, but I can't fix it. And it also detracts from this dragon's beautiful appearance, the gilt and saffron, right? This is this is yeah. this elegant and beautiful creature who pr- prized its appearance and the per- the uh, the sort of prominent display of jewelry including this magical cup. Meanwhile, the cup runneth over with this dragon's uh, hubris. And now is immortal forever, which it thought, this is it. My beauty will last forever. Not understanding that that meant every little scale that flakes off, every scar it gets in battle, or every claw that falls off now doesn't come back. And now this dragon feels that it's hideous to look at. (laughs) Yeah. That's something. I like that. Fun. So let me... And that's what the elves want to deal with eliminate maybe they want that cup maybe they want that dragon gone probably a bit of both i would imagine yeah and i i would think that maybe they want the eyes because possibly it it holds some kind of magical potential an immortal gold dragon but also you you could find yeah you could but 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 also like yeah they, they they want the person to kill the dragon because it's risking someone else and then they'd have easier access to the horde because they yeah. want whatever's making this dragon immortal. And they're like, well, we start with the eyes, but then we'll go through the horde if we need to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would imagine that the they've, my initial idea was that the dragon was a risk to their sort of elven operations in the water. Maybe, you know, they've got their, their boats back and forth uh, ferrying secret messages. Uh, and the dragon has been causing problems with that. So they're sort of two birds with one stoning it. Yeah. Well, you know what? The dragon and get its treasure. This actually might give us hints at to what's going on with the elves, because since it's a dragon that prizes jewelry and perfect and well-made jewelry at that, and it is afraid essentially of dying or not dying, being destroyed and still living. Right. It would take something exceedingly special to draw it out. So if it's been a nuisance to their caravans, there is something to do with jewelry and either highly infused with magic or something unique about the jewelry they're doing that is causing them to do it. So either the jewelry is a cover for whatever they're doing or the jewelry is some sort of magical container or otherworldly 
container. Maybe they just want the immortality that that cup provides. Oh, I mean, that's that's not even a question. They definitely want that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I'm saying, like, if the elves are worried, if the elves see the dragon as a threat because right. he's been, they've been coming after them. Yeah. Then the reason it's a problem is because it's going after something that the elves find important. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah, might could, this might give us a clue. With jewelry, or I mean, it could just be that the the most uh, efficient, you know, routes of espionage happen to be through this through these waters, where the dragon doesn't take kindly to people chancing upon seeing it. Like out of wanting absolutely no one to see what it looks like, he can't even risk that people nearby might notice it's there. Lashes out at anything. Like the people who live in the archipelago, the both the sea folk and the land folk, they know you don't go in that bay you just yeah. don't do you like living yeah and you avoid that bay <laughs> the elves on the other hand you know using their sort of surreptitious uh movement through the water in their little boats as they go about spying or ferrying people here and there for their various sinister missions they've been uh occasionally skirting this dragon's water and the dragon then attacks them I mean, it may be something that elves have that the dragon wants, but I I get the impression that the elf just doesn't want anybody or anything anymore, not near mm. it, and they maybe just chance to cross it. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to keep seeing because there'll be a random twist next time, and maybe that'll give us some clue as to what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah, elves. What are those sneaky elves up to? Because I'm starting to get some ideas of what the elves could be up to. So we'll we'll see if anything confirms it or moves us in that direction. Yeah. But I think that's it for this extended adventure assemble portion. All right. But I think people will be okay with that, even though it's not people's favorite portion. I think it was fun. And if not, yeah, I mean, who cares? It's not for you. It's for me. Oh, I had a good time. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. That's if you want to have fun, go yeah, to another episode if you yeah. don't like it. <laughs> and find a random encounter table. <laughs> Go sit on a random encounter table. Hope you enjoyed this episode about random encounter tables. Random encounter tables. (laughs) But I think (laughs) we done. Right on. Goodbye. I have hit record. I'm minimizing my screen right so I can't on. unclick it. Right on, right on. Get to my super awesome, super detailed mm-hmm. outline of what we're doing. Oh, yeah. I did look at last time on Adventure Assemble. I was yeah. like, I got no clue what's going on here. But then I remembered. I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like okay, Coastal I'm good. I'm good. region troll. Yeah, because I, yeah, I looked at it and I'm like. Yeah, mer people. It's <laughs> vague. No, no. It's vague. I'm good. I knew I'd remember if I gave myself some time. Anyway, let's do the sync. Five, four, three, two, one. One. Day 18. As the snow falls.